0: Welcome back to a pleasant chat with your friend Charles. I, as always, am Charles, your friend. If I'm correct, and not to toot my own horn, but I have been orientating new citizens for quite some time now, so it's a safe bet that I am indeed correct, my new listeners have started engaging in the culture since last we spoke. Let me guess... You've been given your housing assignment, you've met your neighbors, they've brought you either a saucer of cookies or a freshly baked peach cobbler, and you've enjoyed every second of it. One week in and you've no doubt got a job. You're earning your food rations, you've been pinpricked for your DNA card, and more than once you've seen the smiling face of His Highness the King gazing down lovingly from his portrait at the Grand Tower in the center of our great city. "'And that gaze from our fearless leader has made you feel good. "'It's okay to admit, we all felt strange at first, bowing to his highness upon waking up. "'You've never seen him before, never heard of him. "'In all likelihood, you didn't even know you'd been put to sleep by the king's men. "'Of course, I understand.' I've met people whose last memory is of food rations running out in Atlanta, New York City. There were riots then, bomb threats. The world was turning in on itself, and thousands upon thousands of otherwise genteel people left their homes, lived off the land, and fought and sometimes killed each other as society crumbled. Dear listeners, particularly my newest ones. You'll pardon me for asking, but is this you? Now that you are fully in this world, have the memories come back to you? Do you have loved ones you've lost? Nightmares you can't explain? Questions that stab at you as you walk jubilantly in our bright and beautiful sun? If this is you, I am glad. It means that you've had time to process things, to follow not blindly, but with a vision of the horrors you've left behind. As these memories do come back, I advise you to talk to someone. His Highness has his discovery officers available at every non-residential building in the city. If you have questions, if you need help, please go talk to them. They are here for you. And as it happens, so am I. Your friend Charles has answers himself, and if you do have a question, you may always write me. And if I'm able, I shall respond either in my own pen or here, during our pleasant chat. As a special treat, I'll answer one question you're no doubt having. Charles, you say? How on earth did I end up in Jubilee? How did I fall into that ominously named death sleep you droned on and on about last week as I was still groggy from my awakening? Do not fear. The answer is simple, and it all boils down to one all-important thing, longevity. His Highness has been around for a good deal of time. Starting small, with a select few trusted men and women who helped him when the world did go bad, to create death sleep. As I understand it, it was a way to preserve life until a better time. For years, decades even. A question. Dear listener, do you find that you look roughly the same as you remember yourself looking? That is because of the patented death-sleep chambers, which do not allow the body to age. Don't ask me about the science of it. I am a voice and a personality, but in my academic years I neglected my studies of science. I leave that to smarter men than me. Regardless, you look like yourself. Despite this, I'm afraid I have to blow your mind. You are roughly 40 years older than you remember. New York, Atlanta, even London, Sri Lanka, Sydney, whole continents, whole civilizations. None of it exists anymore. They haven't existed for some time. Even in my own memory, they are lost forever. But that is no reason to despair. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Because look around you. Look at the smiling faces of all you've met in your short time awake. Look once more at yourself. You're alive. The world is dead. Much of it, anyway. But you are not. You are blessed with life. You are blessed with a future. You are blessed to be a citizen of Jubilee. So live it up and forget the unpleasantness that lingers somewhere in oblivion. (sighs) Okay, all right, let's take a step back. That was heavy. I find it's helpful to give a history of things, not right away, but after a body has had time to adjust to its new surroundings. An overflow of information can be damaging to the newly awakened. But now, if I haven't bored you, we have more of an understanding between us what all this is. I'll give you a hint if you have tuned out. What's past is past. Focus on the future. With this new understanding of things, I I think you're finally ready, and so am I, to begin our pleasant chat. Firstly on the agenda, and most importantly of all, Eclipse Day is now but three weeks away. That means it is now officially crunch time. Gather food, gather family, gather clothes, and whatever else you need for sustenance, because in the days and weeks to come, these things will become, at best, scarce. I would hate for one of my listeners to confront Eclipse Day unprepared and get lost in the frenzy. On a brighter note, Penny's Petal Palace is running a special promotion now through next week, during which they shall be giving away three free bouquets of flowers per day. These special bouquets shall be presented on a first-come, first-serve basis, and they are quite possibly some of the last flowers that will ever exist on this earth. So, if you have a festive or aesthetic bone in your body, come to Penny's for your little slice of beauty. In case it wasn't already obvious, our sponsor for today's show is Penny's Petal Palace, bringing regal aromas into your homes and noses, all for a fair price. Always a good day when you can get the sponsor's message out of the way early on in the show. Leaves room for a more personal touch later. A personal touch, in fact, that I should like to provide even right now. Well then. I must admit that I was a little surprised by the response to last week's chat. I cannot tell you the number of letters I received, all anonymous of course, screaming uproar for the treatment of young Henry Reardon and his parents after Henry's, what shall we call it, incident at the Library of His Highness. How can one whip a family over a book, Charles, they asked. That seems extreme to me, one particularly vile commenter proclaimed, as if this person could somehow know better than His Highness what the correct response to wrongdoing is. In fact, the contents of that letter were so disturbing that I I feel the need to share them with you all right now. And I quote, Dear Charles, I am particularly distraught at the content of your show this past week. This segment about Henry Reardon, that poor boy, and his parents was heartbreaking to me. How could somebody whip the boy's parents over a book? And a book they used to teach in schools at that? Things are very wrong in Jubilee, if that is how we treat our citizens." End quote. It goes on and on like that, really, and I don't have the stomach to continue dealing with it. I suspect the voice was about accurate as well. Whoever wrote that letter, I think it's safe to say you're listening. I want to speak candidly with you. Just you, me, and all the others diligently sitting in with us on our chat. I don't have much to say. Just a few questions, really. Firstly, why do you hate order? Moreover, why do you hate civilization, life, decorum? Why do you hate all that keeps Jubilee what it is, and does not allow it to become what the rest of the world has fallen to? And that's the only explanation for such a response, in my humble opinion. You hear of a perfectly legal proceeding and have such a visceral, disgusting reaction that you cannot but put all your hatred, all your vile speech to paper and send it into my jubilant life and further into the jubilant lives of the newly awakened and long-time loyal patrons of this show. I am open to answering questions. I am not open to vitriol spewed by brutes who don't know a thing about which they speak. And I am not open to complete disregard for the hard work that our great leaders put into the very workings of our delicate society. So allow me to educate you, anonymous villain. We tried your way once. We tried no punishments at all. We tried talking and pleading. And we tried moral arguments. Do you know what happened? crime happened. Unadulterated crime that with no consequence ran rampant and left many, many people in tears or tatters or worse. Jubilee in its early years could not have survived without the genius intellect of His Highness the King pushing us forward into an era of safety we had not yet seen since the world changed. But you don't remember that, do you? I bet you were awakened within the last year. You're young in Jubilee time, full of your own dangerous ideas that you think could make things a utopia. You're too blind, deaf, and stupid to know that Utopia is staring you right in your face and you're squandering it. Do not question what is good. Do not question what works. Do not question His Highness. Do not question Jubilee. And do not question me. i'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I need a moment dear listeners. It shall only take a second. Okay. Okay. I've had a chance to consider things. And I've considered that I owe you, dear listeners, even that one vicious responder that set me on that rant, an apology. You come here for a pleasant chat, a relaxing time, and I am to give that to you. I promise I am not usually like this, allowing my temper tantrums to creep into things, but I hope you understand that it is only a mark of my passion for this city, for this world. I want things desperately to be for all of you the utopia it is for me. In short, I want you to be jubilant. So if there's anything I can do to make this a more pleasant chat for you, please tell me. I want dialogue with my listeners, and I promise to put the claws away. In the the service of that, and on a very slightly related note... I would like to introduce to you all a new segment on this show. Book Reviews with your friend Charles. The uproar over the Salinger book last week got me thinking that perhaps my listeners are unfamiliar with the great writing being done even here in Jubilee. So I would like to expose you all to just one of these modern works of art. A tale told by our great leader, His Highness the King. It is called Bend a Knee, and its first lines go as such. Lend an ear, all to hear, to the answer for all your problems. Lend an ear. <laughs> soon. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programs. I, I must apologize once again, dear listeners. Whatever that was, it's over now. Don't pay it any mind. It's been something of a trying week, clearly, so I, I think it may be a good idea just to end our pleasant chat for this week. I would like to leave you with a good thought, however. And that good thought is this. Sticks and stones may break your bones, but His Highness's words will save your life. Enjoy your day, all of you. When we return, things will be better. That's a promise. I am your friend Charles, signing off. Hey everybody! As always, I am Michael Hendricks, the writer and producer of this show, as well as every voice you hear on it. After this, I'll have three more episodes left for you to explore Jubilee in the lead-in to Eclipse Day. So come on back next time, and as always, thanks for listening.